There's no question the pandemic has had a profound effect on most of us. If you're close to retirement, that impact may be that you want to retire now rather than later. On today's show, some questions to ask to see if you can accelerate the big day. Discover retirement concepts you need to know. When you're hitting that magic age of 65, you need to really start to do your research. Learn how to navigate through economic uncertainty. And anybody can retire. It's whether you can stay retired. That is the real point. A successful retirement doesn't happen by accident. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. Welcome in to your retirement with Sam This is your retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton, a consumer advocate and uh, for Dual Financial Strategies. We have Sam Dual uh, in studio, Andy Schooler, and Luke Van Abel, and we're ready to go. And you know the people, and uh, they have over 20 years of experience. So you can uh, get that uh, wonderful retirement lifestyle review because it is your retirement. And it's good to have everybody in studio today, and uh, we want to know if uh, we are ready to go uh, with retirement. And we have another survey here, Sam, uh, that says that. Uh, well, you will explain it. Uh, it's done by Ameriprise Financial, showing uh, that 70% of people said that the pandemic has increased their desire to enjoy life and maybe hang them up. So if that's you out there, uh, I know that uh, Sam and company are here to help. So let's ask some questions now uh, to see if uh, you can start uh, the uh, journey toward retirement sooner than expected. And I guess one of the things we have to know, Sam, is what our typical monthly expenses are going to be because I think there's a misconception among a lot of people that uh, when they enter retirement that their expenses are going to be less than they did when they were working. Yeah, you're right, Chuck. And it's actually, it's, it's kind of a promulgated myth that's very uh, popularly, uh, you know, put out by, it seems like financial firms do it, the media does it. Uh, I see it in print all the time. And really, it baffles us when we see this. They say, well, you know, you can expect to retire. Uh, you'll you'll be at 65 to 70% of your working uh, income. <laughs> right. And I've just, I've always just kind of shook my head at that and thought, I don't know how many thousands of people that we have uh, walked, uh, you know, to and through retirement here in the years we've been doing this, but I'm still waiting for the first one to come through the door and say, hey, you know what? We would like to take a 35% pay cut. We want to go into retirement. We want to retire. And heck, let's just cut 35% out of our expenses. <laughs> like, it's just crazy. It doesn't work that way. So what we tell you to do is... If you're sitting there, let's say six months out from retirement, start really tracking those expenses. A lot of people today, it's so easy to do it because you do a lot of your uh, purchases on charge cards and you get your year-end summaries on your charge cards. You can track on charge cards today exactly wherever penny went. If you use that a lot, if you're not, then just keep track of your expenses. Do your little basic spreadsheet and see how much does it cost you to live because you've got two different kinds of expenses in retirement. You have got what would be called your, I call it your food, clothing, and shelter money. This is money that you have to have every month. You've got to be able to pay your taxes. You've got to be able to do the maintenance on your home, all of these types of things, those typical monthly expenses. And then you've got your toys and candy account. That's those discretionary expenses. What do you want to do in retirement? And what is that going to cost you? That's where it all starts at is figuring out 
how much dough am I going to need on a monthly basis? That's true. And, uh, you know, a lot of it has is to be predicated on whether you have your house paid off and the other expenses that you would have normally had during your, your work years. But I think that a lot of people misconstrue, don't they, what new expenses might be added when you've got more free time. Because if you got more free time, you would, uh, I think in most cases, tend to spend more money, right? Absolutely. I mean, you start you start looking at retirement plans and dreams and people wanting to um, maybe RV or or buy a, you know, a recreational vehicle like that. Um, Or a lot of people want to do some vacationing and there's more costs associated with that today. So those are other pieces that I'll piggyback off what Sam's talking about with understanding your your expenses. That would be, you know, more discretionary in nature where you want to plan for how much travel are you going to do? What other hobbies will you pick up that, you know, will cost some money? So we want to factor that in to determine your overall retirement lifestyle. Absolutely. And that's the voice of Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies. And now we're going to probably hear from Andy here on uh, assessing uh, your sources of income, because that's very important when you're getting ready to retire. You want to know uh, what buckets, uh, shall we say, that you can draw from in retirement, right? Well, absolutely. After you know how much your expenses are roughly, then you can say, here's my income sources, be it Social Security. If you're fortunate enough to have a pension still, um, you may have an annuity creating some income. Maybe you have some rental properties creating income. Hopefully they're not more expensive than they are paying. Um, So just check and see what you have and compare those two. And you might have an income gap. And by that, what we mean is that you may have more expenses than income coming in. So then figure out where you're going to take that extra money from. Those are going to come from your retirement savings. Usually what was your 401k, 403b, or 457 converts to an IRA. And that is your money that you're going to pull from. Also remember that you in that case, specific case, have partnered with the IRS. So portion of that money that you're going to be pulling out and forced to pull out right now at 72 is going to be taxed. So we have to make sure that when we're looking at those things that we're taking into all aspects of when we're drawing money, how much are we going to need for taxes? Are you an individual person? Are you married? Um, What are your tax brackets? And so that's all part of the planning process. Yeah, we're always talking uh, about preparation for retirement. I guess the most important thing Sam is uh, your withdrawal strategy because I think Andy touched on it. It's going to be taxes. You have an unwitting uh, partner in Uncle Sam, also the state of Wisconsin. So uh, you just don't own every single dollar of the money you've accumulated for retirement, right? No, absolutely. And that's one of the things, Chuck, that we find that most people, when they come and visit with us, they know they've saved money. They've got it in some sort of a company-sponsored vehicle, usually a 401k or an IRA or a 403b or something like that. We know that they have that. Um, But what most people are missing is a withdrawal strategy, actually taking the money out. And that is so key. Uh, We find that this is the one thing that most other advisors always forget is that they're very good at talking about how to accumulate the money. But there comes a point in time here where we do not need to accumulate the money any, any further. We need to maintain the money. We need to maintain principal amounts. And we need to figure out how do we make that money that you've accumulated now turn into an income stream for you. Do we need it to uh, make gains in the stock market? Does it need to be uh, in dividend yielding stock or stock market positions? Does it need to be interest paying bonds? Does it need to be uh, guaranteed payments from annuities? What is the source of income? Because that, Chuck, is the number one 
most difficult thing for people to do when it comes time to retire is to make that mental transition from saying, I'm used to having a paycheck come in that comes from somewhere else to having a paycheck come in that's coming from you and you can directly see the impact on your pile of money from those withdrawals extraordinarily hard emotionally to do that that is what we uh, do every day that's one of the things that we focus on like a laser is teaching you how to spend the money that you've saved and that's where you're going to get wonderful advice from uh, sam and andy and luke by calling 866-203-7486 to make that appointment you're getting set to retire and we're talking about how maybe the pandemic has affected your thinking uh, about retirement you might want to retire sooner than later and that means that maybe you're in your late 50s and might be thinking about about going out at 62 maybe at 65 but in any case let's tackle the uh, question about when you'll begin collecting social security as another one of those uh, accumulation and uh, deaccumulation buckets yes so the social security is a big income bucket one of the largest portions of retirees income and the sooner you begin to take social security the the lower the benefit so most people are eligible at age 62 to start drawing their own benefits and as you get closer to full retirement that's what your kind of regular payment is based on Uh, for a lot of people today that aren't quite retired yet you're going to be in that 66 to 67 year old range but then on kind of the on the other side of the coin, as you wait longer to take your Social Security benefit up until age 70, you don't want to go beyond that because the payment's not going to get any larger, you maximize your income for the rest of your life. And one thing when we talk about taxes that you want to keep in mind is that the Social Security benefits for the vast majority of people are going to be taxable, just like your retirement assets your IRAs and your 401ks, the money that flows out of Social Security is likely to be taxable as well. So another piece that you want to analyze in addition to when's the appropriate time to take Social Security, also planning for the tax implications on that so we can minimize those as much as possible. Absolutely, Luke. You're absolutely right about that. And I guess, Andy, the decisions you make today will have long-term consequences. So that's why you've got to sit down with a uh, true fiduciary, somebody that's got your best interest in mind when you're discussing Uh, that withdrawal strategy and all of the long-term consequences in uh, terms of how you're going to uh, uh, decumulate, so to speak, and and retire comfortably. Well, and one thing to think about is we don't, and I think people spend more time planning vacations than they do the retirement. Do yourself a favor. Do not wait till the very last moment to plan this out because that does not help you at all. And if you're going into it and you're fearful, that's not a great place to be as well. So if you take the time that it takes to actually sit down with someone who works in retirement exclusively and understand and really learn or have someone that will help you understand how retirement can come together and the different facets, it really is a bit of a jigsaw puzzle understanding okay your income your expenses where this is going to come from the tax implications that are there how much of a draw do you need to put on your retirement accounts um, husbands and wives and and how those strategies can come into play as far as where different buckets of money are do you have Roth do you are you retiring before 65 is there health issues or is there health insurance that we have to worry about there's so many facets that come into play when talking about your retirement that you are far better off sitting down with someone 
prior to retirement and having some time that you can spend educating yourself so that you can make a really good decision for you and your family. Absolutely. So, Sam, how can you help in that way to our listeners? Well, we just want to sit down with people, Chuck, and start talking about this process. Continue the education because that's what the show is for. It's to give you more thoughts, more ideas, more education on this process called retirement. Uh, That's what the Retirement Lifestyle Review is. It's an opportunity for you to sit down with us, ask the questions that you have, start to, to unmuddy the waters on the things that you're confused about. We can take a look at where you're at. We can see where are you trying to get to, what's the best way to try to get there, and then keep you going in the right path. Whether it's with us or whether it's with someone else, it'll give you the opportunity to be able to know, number one, can you retire? Number two, what does that look like? And number three, what would be the parameters surrounding that? And we'll also get you a copy of the book that I wrote. It's called Purpose Determines Placement. That's a nine-step guide to see you to and through retirement when you come for the appointment. We'll get you a copy of that. That's been getting rave reviews from the people that have been reading it. Everyone saying they wish that they would have had a resource like this years ago so that they could have begun mapping out their retirement even better. 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And they're at your service with over a score of years of experience at dual financial strategies because, remember, it is your retirement. Now we've got to take a break. Sam, what's coming up next? Chuck, when we come back, we'll explore what we can do with the money left behind in the old 401k accounts. It could have a positive effect on your future retirement. This is your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and uh, we have, uh, on behalf of Dual Financial Strategies, uh, Sam Dual, along with Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and uh, it is all about your retirement, and they're at your service uh, for, well, uh, anything you want to talk about with respect to your retirement, and they'll give you that lifestyle review, that retirement lifestyle review if you're approaching uh, retirement, if you're in that red zone in your late 50s and early 60s and contemplating retirement, uh, they are the people to call. And Uh, We will say one thing, Sam, uh, that Capital Research recently released a study that showed that Americans have left behind over $1 trillion untouched. This is incredible. Untouched in their old 401ks. So if you're out there and saying, well, I don't know, you know, you see those uh, ads once in a while, you've got money laying around somewhere, somebody may have uh, given you money, uh, you know, an inheritance or something that you haven't figured out, or the United States government owes you money. Well, we're talking about old 401ks, and if you're among that group, I know that Sam and company have some tips on what you can do to rein it in and put it to work for you in your retirement. I I still can't believe that a a lot of people are forgetting about uh, kind of renegade 401ks, and Um, And it's obviously not a pro, but a con of leaving your 401k behind, right? Oh, for sure. Uh, We call them orphan 401ks, and we see this all the time. I just met with uh, some people here a couple of weeks ago. Wow. um, Had a 401k that they they are, as we speak, trying to track it down and figure out where it went to. And it's not that it, like, you know, just up and grew legs and walked off. It's that they left it behind with an old employer, and then that employer changed plans, and then that employer changed plans again, and then that that plan company merged into somebody else, and then somebody else bought that company, 
So now they're sitting here that they haven't had their hands on that thing in the last four or five years. And it's changed. Now it's changed titling, if you will, or changed companies that manage it about a half a dozen times. So they literally have no clue where it's at. So now they're going to have to go through all of the work of backtracking all the way back to the beginning and you know, I, I know that this is supposed to be, it's, oh, it's all electronic and it's very co- closely monitored. Uh, not so much. Chuck, we can tell you from doing this for 20 years. No, it's not. Um, a lot of these things that you would think, you'd think, well, they must know administratively where it went to. Guess what? No, they don't because they've changed hands six different times. And if you do that, what I would tell you, when you leave the job, roll over the 401k into an IRA. Get it done now so that you take control of it. Nothing worse in the world, Chuck, than to start rolling up on retirement and not know where that 401k went to. And now, especially, Chuck, in today's world where everybody's working from home and everybody's all flipped upside down and companies are running on half staff because nobody wants to work anymore, It's it can be a nightmare trying to track this stuff down. So take control of your 401k. Do not let somebody else, uh, you know, uh, uh, work on that fate for you. Well, it, it sounds like t- trying to call a government entity, either the IRS or maybe even uh, a lo- your local telev- uh, telephone company or someone who might change your bill, all the rigmarole you have to go oh, yeah. through uh, with that. And, and it's still incredible. I guess I was lucky because I worked 39 years with one organization and yep. we uh, started it about 32 years in, or two years into my uh, uh, my employment with a, a, a hockey team. And I, I guess I was lucky that I I didn't have to worry about that, but I know a lot of our listeners might have that situation. So let's talk about how to find an old 401k account. Who wants to take that, Luke or Andy? Uh, how do you do that? I'll take it. Um, yeah, so plenty of employers and employees today are working for multiple different firms. I mean, the days like you, Chuck, are few and far between for people that are working for one company for many decades. So one of the easiest ways that you can go out and start to track down old funds is just reaching out to the most recent employer. Like Sam talked about, you might run into some headaches because if the company's changed names or the manager on the asset has changed names, there's going to be some hoops that you have to jump through. But generally, if you have, you know, your social security number and maybe the date of hire ready, uh, then that will be the good first step to take. But you can also do some research. There's um, something called the National Registry of Unclaimed Retirement Benefits. So if you go to that resource, you can look up and see if you are owed or entitled to any sort of assets that might still be out there that maybe you forgot about. Or, you know, sometimes people will start an account. Maybe they work for an employer for a short period of time. They didn't realize or remember that they were making contributions and maybe had a match. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've got some money out there that I wasn't aware of. Um, We see this too with people that have IRAs that one year for for maybe certain tax reasons, they dump some money into the IRA to save some tax money. So there's these lingering accounts, but absolutely you want to get these things in your control and combined into you know one place so that you've got everything more organized. Yeah, that's very, very good advice, Luke. And when you look at this, Andy, and try to uh, uh, decipher it all, this is where you guys can help, obviously. And, and, and our listeners should uh, give you a call right now if they have those uh, orphan or uh, renegade for 401ks that they may not or may know that they have. All they have to do is give you a call at Dual Financial Strategies at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. 
866-203-7486. Call it now. And uh, obviously, it's no cost, no obligation to get that uh, uh, wonderful retirement uh, lifestyle review and also find out if you do have those renegade 401ks. Now, Andy, uh, what would you do if you found one now or several if you've had several employers and you left a lot of orphans behind, so to speak, as Sam said? What do you do with the leftover 401k funds when you finally uh, caress them and bring them into your possession? Well, you do have some different options. Um, Probably I would be in favor of combining those assets as long as you have, I mean, you may have several that are some Roth, some regular IRA or traditional IRA. And so you may need two separate accounts, but to make it easier, I just encountered this the other day with a a woman who came to see us, she literally had 15 or 16 different accounts in different places and was totally overwhelmed and trying to put it together. She had a massive binder. And and on top of that binder, she had additional stacks of paper that she was really just trying to sort through and figure out where everything was and didn't know how to combine and didn't know what she could combine. Some were individual. So again, if you have multiple locations of 401ks from the past, um, make it easier on yourself and give yourself more control. And so what I mean by that is that if you were to leave it with those old companies, um, you are limited by what options that they have in their plan versus if you roll those out to a individual IRA, um, then you have more options, be it a Roth or a traditional IRA. You could go anywhere, basically, with that money. So it just makes it easier to keep track of if you can roll that all into one place or one or two places and keep track of it a lot easier. Absolutely. Now, to Sam, what is what is the advantage, one would ask, of uh, having uh, the IRA? Is it a matter of better control, uh, better management of your funds rather than having it in a 401k? What's the story? Yeah, you could you could uh, talk about both of those. First of all, just having it in one place so that it's more manageable obviously is easier because um, sometimes people don't know that they can do that. They don't know that I started this IRA one time because my accountant said I should put some money in to save some taxes, and then I've got this 401k at work, and then, well, I used to work at this other place, and I left that 401k behind, and then one time a guy came to the house, and he was selling mutual funds and stuff, and he said I should start an IRA. So all of a sudden, you're sitting out here with four things things, Chuck, that from a tax perspective are exactly the same. They're all identical. It doesn't matter if you call it a 401k, a 403b, a 457 plan, an individual retirement plan. Those things are exactly the same and they can be combined. So you can get you can get some efficiencies here. The last thing in the world you want to do is messing around with trying to keep track of four or five different statements. And you know, check beyond that, it's not uncommon for most of these companies today to charge you anywhere from fifty to a hundred dollars a year as an administrative fee, or they'll call it a bookkeeper fee sometimes. So all of a sudden you're sitting here and you're paying four times the amount in fees that you should be for an administrative process just because you've got all of these different things out there. Yeah. So so efficiency for one thing, record keeping for another. And then as you said, you can now manage these to an optimal efficiency because right now you've got them scattered out among all of these different places. And what we find so often when we put these through a Riskalyze review, Chuck, the software that we use for uh, really breaking things down and looking under the covers of all of these accounts and finding out exactly how they're structured, we find that people get this illusion of diversification by having all of these different mutual funds and having all of these different accounts. And what you find out is that you own 15 different mutual funds in three different accounts, and the vast majority of those mutual funds are all doing exactly the same thing. They have what we call a high degree of correlation. In other words, 
words that are basically identical to each other. So you can get to the point now to where you can really, really dig into these accounts and figure out what's it doing, why is it doing it, what are the potential triggers for it to do something, and you can really get much more efficient with it. So, oh my gosh, yeah. less less is more, Chuck, in this scenario. Absolutely, a lack of diversification. That is something that I don't think a lot of our listeners understand until they come and see you. So, what are you offering? Just continuing this process of talking about what you're doing and continuing this process of getting you rolled into retirement. It, folks, this is crucial. This is one of the most crucial decisions that you're ever going to make. The most important part of retirement lifestyle planning is figuring out where you're at now, where you want to go to, and what will get you there. Because here's what we find with the vast majority of you that come in. It's not that you've done a bad job. It's not that the advisor you have right now for the last 15 years has done a bad job. It's that what you're doing now will not fit what you're trying to do in retirement. The things just will not mesh together. You can't continue to do what you're doing now, hoping it's going to do something different if that's not what works in retirement. I mean, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody said that was the definition of insanity, is continue to doing the same thing over and over again and hoping for different results. It's not gonna work that way. So what I wanna do is sit down and talk to you about what you're doing how are you doing it? And will that work for you in retirement? If it will, great. But if it won't, let's talk about setting you up so that you have these types of assurances. Let's get you on an income plan and a plan that will map out your life 30 days at a time. Instead of trying to talk about 30 years at a time, let's talk about 30 days at a time. 30 days of income, maintaining your principal, making sure you're not gonna get sidelined and, and uh, devastated by a long-term care event, making sure that you're gonna be able to give this money to the kids instead of giving it to the IRS and to the state of Wisconsin. We wanna prioritize the things you wanna do, and then we wanna to work towards that goal. You and only you are gonna be in this retirement piece, so it has to be optimized to you. 866-203-7486 to get that no cost, no obligation review of your plan and dual financial strategies. They're in the Fox Valley as serving you at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. Give them a call right now and make that appointment. What's coming up next, Sam? When we come back, there's gonna be some things that you can do to save for retirement, even if you don't have have that traditional 401k and it's not as hard as you think We're back on your retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton, consumer advocate, and we have in studio Sam Duell, Andy Schooler, Luke Van Abel, and uh, they are with Duell Financial Strategies, and the way you can reach them, give them a call right now because they have your best interest in mind when it comes to retirement planning, and we've been talking a lot about a different things, and 866-203-7486 uh, is that number. That's 866-203-7486 because saving for retirement with a 401 401k 
And we don't want you to have that orphan one, too. Make sure you know where they all are. Uh, that's one-stop shopping. 401ks are for many people, and the money comes out of your check. Free tax. You probably know that. You've probably done this. But for some of our new listeners, uh, this money is deposited in a 401k account for you. It grows during time periods, up and down with the market. But, uh, boy, longevity is the key. So what if you're among the 35% of American workers that don't have a 401k or a company that offers one? Well, don't worry, uh, because Sam and company have some options for you that uh, can get you on the right path for retirement. And I think we're targeting people probably in their mid-40s right now or maybe even younger that may be listening to this show. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that they have to look ahead. Nobody wants to get old. Nobody wants to see themselves uh, in a rocking chair after uh, they've worked uh, X number of years here, Sam. But you do have to re- remain uh, very vigilant and create a retirement goal, don't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. You, you have to have that a goal. Before you ever start worrying about what account you're going to put this money into, uh, Chuck, that's why I, I titled this book that I did, Purpose Determines Placement. Until we figured out what the purpose of that money that you're saving is, well, how would anybody possibly know where to place it at or what type of an account? Because that could make a big difference depending upon what your end goal is going to be. So start thinking about that today. And even if you're in that retirement red zone where you're five years out for retirement, start thinking about this. Start thinking thinking about what does your lifestyle look like today? What would you want your lifestyle to look like in retirement? And then think about, okay, how's that going to change? What's going to be different between what I'm doing now and what I'm going to be doing then? So these are all things that just need to be they need to be uh, uh, focused on. You don't want to obsess over these things, but if you can come to us with a really good clear picture of what retirement's going to look like it's much more beneficial um, i had a couple that was in here recently chuck and uh, she was 50 and he was 54 and they really just wanted to know hey we we want to do no are we doing okay saved okay for retirement have we have we done the right things and the wife felt pretty positive about it. The husband was a little bit hesitant about it. He just wasn't sure. You know, like everybody else, life had happened to them. They had had some things that had happened to them during life that had set them back. But when we looked at everything, we were able to tell them that, look, you're doing fine. You're okay. You're on the right trajectory. You're on the right path. So they had identified what they kind of thought they wanted retirement to look like. And even though they weren't there yet, they at least knew how they wanted to get there. So creating that retirement goal is is absolutely vital first. And then we can start talking about, okay, if you don't have that traditional 401k plan at work, what savings vehicles do you have to be tax advantaged to get you to that finish line? Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the different accounts you can open up if you don't get a 401k through work. And I remember, I got to go back to when uh, IRAs first began. You guys were probably in grade school when I started an IRA back in 1975. Uh, at my first employment, which was in Madison, Wisconsin, by the way. And uh, I opened an IRA, an individual retirement account. So uh, I, I, I guess uh, when we look at this, Luke, that was probably one of the best things I did at first. And I was uh, 22 or 23 at the time. Absolutely. Starting to make early contributions to a retirement account to um, take advantage of compound interest. Compound interest is just, if you imagine rolling a snowball, right? It starts out small and you just roll that thing and roll that thing and roll that thing. Eventually you 
have a larger sum of money. So if you have income right now, if you have a spouse that has income, you become eligible for these individual retirement accounts. There's really three major types. There's your traditional IRA. Now, this is money that you're going to get a tax advantage up front for making the contribution. And you can contribute $6,000 a year if you're under the age of 50. If you're over the age of 50, you can do $7,000 a year. And then on the flip side, when you retire, that money comes out and you pay taxes on it. Now, the Roth IRA that many of you have probably heard a lot about is, has the same limits, 6000 and 7000 depending on your age. However, how they're taxed is in the complete reversal. So up front, you're not going to get the same tax advantage on a Roth IRA. But conversely, when you start drawing that money out in retirement, that money's going to flow out tax-free. So if you think tax rates are going to be higher in the future, then Roth IRA could be a great option. And if you're sitting out there and you're thinking, well, Luke, I'm a, I'm a business owner or I'm self-employed. Well, there's unique IRAs available for you as well. Something called a SEP IRA. SEP stands for Simplified Employee Pension Plan. And this essentially allows a business owner or a self-employed individual or um, even freelance workers or side hustlers, whatever you want to call yourself today, where you can contribute up to $58,000 a year or 25% of your compensation into this plan in a tax advantaged way for retirement. So whether you're catching up or you're just trying to build that nest egg for retirement, these are some phenomenal tools to do it. Absolutely. And uh, very, very good advice. And again, Andy, there's still uh, yet another way uh, you can save for retirement, and that is considering a solo 401k. What's that all about? The nice part about it is it's free from age or income restrictions. A solo 401k plan permits any self-employed person with an employer identification number to contribute up to 58000 or 64500 if you are over the age of 50. So it might be another option to check into. Yeah, there's a lot of different options here, including investing in a regular brokerage account because uh, I know some people are a little hesitant. They see the volatility of the of the stock market, but it is one vehicle. When we talk about uh, you know money in different buckets, don't neglect that one, right? Well, yeah, and, and that one too can come into play for you after you have maximized uh, and taken advantage of the, the tax-deferred accounts because, as we were saying, you can only put so much into an IRA in a year's time. You can only put so much into a Roth. There are maximum contributions that you can make to um, a simple IRA or a SEP plan. So after you have funded those, you've taken advantage of the of the tax advantages of doing that. Well, then you can flip over to just a regular old brokerage account where you're putting money into whatever you want it to be. We call that a non-qualified account because it doesn't qualify for any specific IRS provisions. Uh, you've already paid the taxes on the money. You put it into some type of an account, whether it's a stock account or a money market account or an annuity account or whatever it is. Uh, and then that just uh, continues to grow for you under whatever growth vehicle you've chosen. So yes, so many different options in these areas. It's almost mind boggling. It really does take a consultation, a good deep conversation to figure out who you are, what are you trying to achieve? And as the title of my book says, what purpose does this money have? Because never, ever forget that. I know that I repeat this often, but it is so vital. If you have retirement thoughts, you've got to ingrain the 
three words, purpose determines placement into your thought process. Because here's what happens to you when you go into many financial institutions today. You go into a sales process, friends. You are in a process where something in the culmination of this needs to be sold to you in order to meet the company mandates, in order to meet the sales goals, in order to meet whatever this it has to be met by that uh, financial salesperson, that has to occur. It's not an educational process. It's not a consultative process. It's a sales process. But the way that you can defeat the sales process in any form, in any t- area of life, is by having the three words, purpose determines placement ingrained into your thought process. Because not until you determine and not until it has been explained to your satisfaction exactly what the purpose of the instrument that's being recommended to you is do you ever commit to it you never sign on the dotted line for anything until the person representing it can specifically present to you exactly why this is the best thing for you to do until you get that resolved in your mind never ever agree to any financial instrument that anybody offers you until you figure out that the purpose of it exactly fits what your retirement goals are and that's exactly what you'll be able to do uh, at dual financial strategies and uh, sam again it's one of those things that uh, people should take you up on because we haven't even touched uh, with uh, the iras and what you can do you can talk about conversions to roth and all those type of things by making that appointment right oh there's so many different topics that come up in these first meetings check and just just to give people an idea kind of walk you through it we're going to set that up for about an hour for you You can either come to our Appleton office, you can come to our Green Bay office. When you call in, you're going to talk to Rick or you'll talk to one of our uh, uh, 24-7 receptionists at a company called Nexa, and they will schedule you for a time in Appleton or Green Day to sit down with Andy, to sit down with Luke, to sit down with myself. We're going to have you bring some documents with you. We're going to have you bring your account statements. I'd like to see a copy of your wills and your trusts and your powers of attorney. We're not attorneys, but we just want to glance at that and make sure that you're up to date on it. Uh, Bring a copy of that tax return with you. We'll take a glance at that make sure that you're not giving any money away to the federal or the state government that you shouldn't be Um, and beyond that bring your questions bring your thoughts bring your concerns and we're just going to sit down for about an hour and we're going to have a chat you need to be prepared to talk because you're going to do a whole lot more talking than we are you're going to talk a lot we're going to listen a lot because our goal in that meeting is nothing more than just identifying who you are what you are and what you're trying to achieve and seeing if we can perhaps add some value to that process for you if we can add some educational aspects to that process for you and we'll figure out do you need our services do you not need our services are we a fit for you are you a fit for us it's just a getting to know you thing there will be no sales there will be no sales brochures there will be none of the stuff that you're used to this will be the most pleasant surprise that you've ever had encountering a financial planner absolutely and the way you can get a hold of sam or luke or andy at dual financial strategies whether you're in green bay or appleton or anywhere in the fox valley is by calling right now at 866-203-7486 that's 866-203-7486 
866-203-7486, and they will uh, construct that retirement lifestyle review. Uh, you'll be doing the talking. They'll be doing the listening, as Sam said, because they've got over 20 years of experience in the financial industry. And it remember, it is just very simple. It's your retirement. So once again, it's 866-203-7486, 866-203-7486. I don't know where the time's gone, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, I think it's question and answer time, isn't it? It is question and answer time, yeah. Time for uh, for all of those specific questions that, uh, that listeners give to us. We'll be right back. Remember, this is your retirement, and I'm Chuck Caton. Uh, happy to be with you all over the Fox Valley, along uh, with uh, Sam Duell and Andy Schooler and Luke Van Abel of uh, uh, Duell Financial Strategies, where well, you can get that retirement lifestyle review at uh, no cost, no obligation. Let them take a look at your retirement plans as you enter that uh, retirement red zone, so to speak, in your late 50s, early 60s, and uh, in the beautiful Fox Valley. Boy, I'll tell you what, I don't know how the Packers are going to do this year, but uh, we certainly will be rooting them on, I uh, think. You're a happy, absolutely, aren't you, for the Milwaukee Bucks? Let's talk about that, first of all, right? Oh, uh, of course. Uh, I mean, uh, that was just a fantastic uh, show in the NBA Finals, and uh, maybe they'll uh, create a little bit of a dynasty, but um, we go off topic. But I know that we have a lot of listeners that uh, care about that. But now we have a lot of listeners here locally that want to have some questions answered. So Sam and Andy and Luke, you're all set to go, aren't you? We are ready to go. All right, let's start off with uh, Peter in Appleton, who says, My wife and I are approaching retirement. Our financial advisor is recommending that we put about 70% into our nest egg. It stocks about 30% in bonds. This approach seems risky to me, but is it? Uh, my preferred mix is about 60-40. Um, that, you know, Peter, that's a good question, and it's a good observation. Uh, I guess the question I would have to ask is, um, upon what basis is the advisor recommending that you go 70-30? Uh, that, that would be the biggest question that I would have. Bottom um, line, why? Yeah, the bottom line is why. Why 70% stocks? Why 30% bonds? There's a habit that has been formed in the financial advisory industry that goes with uh, you're either moderate, you're conservative, or you're aggressive. And then there's these predetermined amounts. Like if you're a moderate investor, they would typically say, well, you should be 60% stocks, 40% bonds. If you're more aggressive, 70, 30, so on and so forth. The problem with that is that it was outdated 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, it gets worse every day. But for some reason, our industry, Peter, continues to follow that old axiom. So I think what you need to do, you need to insist that your advisor actually use some sophisticated software that is in today's alignment with risk factors, that's in today's alignment with efficiency factors. We talk about risk allies on this show all the time. That's a component that we use that allows you to really be able to dial into what type of an investor are you? What sort of risks can you assume? 
and it works on a psychological basis instead of this old, tired, worn out, conservative, moderate, aggressive model. So not saying the financial advisor is doing anything wrong. They're not. But it sounds to me like maybe they're hopelessly outdated and they're trying to apply the same principles to your retirement that they tried to apply to your accumulation years. And that just won't work. Peter, you're very astute and very, very good to question that recommendation. All right, let's go. Who wants this one? Daphne's and Nina uh, within an IRA. Is there a tax advantage when withdrawing from uh, a bond uh, fund versus a stock fund? And what do you recommend in minimizing taxes when withdrawing from a tax deferred account like an IRA or a 401k? Daphne, two really great questions. On uh, the first one, when we're talking about a tax advantage from withdrawing from the IRA from a certain type of fund, whether it's bond or stock, it doesn't matter. So when any money flows out of the, the account, doesn't matter what it's invested in, that all becomes taxable to you as ordinary income. So you can think of that money as if it's $5,000 flowing out, as that's $5,000 um, in income like you would be receiving from a job. As far as minimizing taxes with your tax deferred accounts, there's a few things that you want to think about. Um, first of all, you want to understand the different tax brackets that are out there. Uh, we have an incremental tax system here in the United States. So understanding where the different income thresholds um, are at is going to help you reduce taxes down by maximizing those different brackets and maybe not sliding over into another one like a 22 or a 24 percent bracket and paying more than your fair share if that's money maybe that you don't really need. Um, another strategy or another thought um, that we talk about sometimes is depending on when you need money if you're making a larger purchase. One of the strategies can be taking money at the end of one tax year. Let's say you need $30,000. Taking 15000 of it in one tax year in December, and then once the calendar rolls over to January 1st, taking the other 15000 Now we've split that money up between two different tax years. We haven't taken you know 30000 or a big chunk all out in one year where we're being susceptible to a larger portion going to taxes. So those would be the, a few of my thoughts to minimize taxes. All right, let's talk uh, uh, in Luxembourg now with Andrew, uh, who says, uh, which is a better option, long-term care insurance, annuity, or life insurance? I'm 55. I'd like to retire at 68 and then ease into some part-time work. Now, I've maxed out my IRA, and I own my house, and I have no spouse and no children. What do you think, Andy? Well, that's a fantastic question. Um, I would probably preface looking into some long-term care options. And I wouldn't necessarily go traditional long-term care, but but really start to educate yourself about what options are out there. And the reason I might go in that direction is because you don't have spouse and you don't have children, um, you have a seven in 10 probability of needing some sort of a long-term care. So I could make an argument for the annuity. I could make an argument for life insurance. But really, I mean, what are you trying to solve with traditional life insurance versus there's some long-term care options that are built around life insurance options that might give you some better choices when you're going into aging and needing some help. Um, so I definitely would would want to sit down and have a probably a clear lengthier discussion with you to evaluate what you think you would need and talk about health history and talk about your family and some of those dynamics um just to sort of really pinpoint what 
would probably be a stronger position for you. All right, good uh, question and good answer by Andy there. Let's go to a little shoot now, and Gene has a question. I've got two retirement accounts, uh, one that's my main account that I'm contributing to and on track for retirement, but I also have another IRA from a previous employer worth about $330,000. like to cash out that one and buy some investment property, but I am not sure about the taxes and the penalties there. I don't want a huge tax bill at the end of the year. I'm currently in the 28% tax bracket uh, with an annual gross income of $250,000. So what should I do to minimize losing money? A lot to chew on there, right? Yeah, there is a lot there, Chuck. And and, um, Gene, you may not realize how incredibly complex that question actually is because you are you are trading into a number of different areas of uh, horrific tax gotchas if you are not careful. Uh, the one thing that we don't know uh, for sure, Gene, is uh, how old you are. So as far as penalties are concerned, uh, I don't know. If you're under the age of 59 and a half, um, yeah, you could be uh, looking at some very significant penalties in that. But if you're over that, then, uh, of course, you you've got more access to that money Um, you mentioned that you want to cash that out and that you want to uh, put it into investment property well there is no way to minimize taxes if you're going to cash that out as a matter of fact um, if your main goal is that you don't want to pay uh, too much in taxes you may want to start looking at some different ways to do that investment property because you are going to get absolutely blown up with taxes Uh, you know you've already got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a tax return you're going to drop another three hundred and thirty thousand dollars in fully taxable income on top of that that's going to put you at five hundred and eighty thousand dollars Um, Now you're up into the area where you're in the top tax bracket. You're also going to have 3.8% Medicare surcharge at that level. Literally, I I would say, Gene, if you were to cash that out to buy that investment property, you would probably lose, when you figured out everything, I bet you'd probably lose somewhere around 45 cents on the dollar is Mm -hmm. what you you would give up in taxes. And if you are at Medicare age, or if you're within two years of Medicare age, you're going to get yourself into a Medicare buzzsaw there with a little thing called IRMA, which is a, an additional tax on Medicare if you are too high an income earner. So um, there are some ways that IRA money can be utilized inside of investment properties and rentals. I would say that in 20 years, Gene, out of the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I've spoke to, I'm still waiting to meet the first one where it is appropriate for them to place their IRA into an investment vehicle. And and I guess just in closing, the, the last question I'd have for you, I'd love to talk to you uh, because this is right in my wheelhouse. This is a complexity that there are very, very few financial advisors capable of handling. Uh, and I would love to talk to you about this because this is something that, that, that I really enjoy uh, working with people on. Uh, and you'd be making the right choice there. Uh, but I would also say to you, um, why would you want to just pull that out, expose yourself to 40 or 45% in taxation when you can borrow money today for less than 5%? I mean, that's the other thing that I would say right off the bat. Like, why would, why would you give up $330,000 of your money, which you're going, to, uh, you're going to willingly give almost half of that to the federal and state government in the exchange um, in order to do this, where money is so easy to get today, it's so cheap to borrow it, you might even want to just get real simple on it and say, I got $330,000. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket, and I'll let the bank carry the risk on it. Absolutely. Well, we've run out of time. I was going to go to one more question here, but I think that, uh, Sam, I think you could succinctly tell us uh, just how dual financial strategies can help our listeners. 
Well, in so many different ways, Chuck, and I guess just in that, that question that Gene had, that was an extraordinarily complex question that could go in so many different directions. We focus on that. That's the things that we do. But not everybody has Gene's scenario. Some of you had just worked at the same job for the last 25 to 30 years. You've got a 401k. You're getting ready to retire. You, you know it's not horrifically complicated. You don't have a tremendous tax exposure. You just want to make sure you're making the right decisions. You just want to make sure that the steps that you're that you're going in are the right ones and we're very much we're very much in that wheelhouse with you to be able to help you get to that point in your life so regardless of how complicated your situation is regardless of what you've done we do tend to attract people like gene more often than not most of our most of the people that come and see us have saved at least five hundred thousand dollars in their retirement savings account and they're dealing with some complexities regardless of that we would love to talk to you we want to continue the education process i want to get a copy of my book purpose determines placement in your hands i want you to enjoy the benefits of retirement to the maximum level possible for your situation so that you get to have the retirement that you have dreamed about and that you deserve Absolutely. And it is your retirement, as Sam said. So get that retirement lifestyle review pronto. Make that phone call right now at 866-203-7486. That's 866-203-7486. And Sam and Andy and Luke will be at your service to take care of all of uh, your needs in retirement. Because you ask the questions, they'll provide the answers and the advice. And that advice is good to take anywhere in the Fox Valley. And that is because it is your retirement. Well, it's been a wonderful show. Sam, your final thoughts? Uh, Just enjoy this weather while we have it to enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.